Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Support Solutions. In each episode, we'll chat about what we're up to and bring you fantastic interviews with guest experts, as well as our app of the month and top tips, all aimed at helping you to grow your VA business. So grab a cuppa, sit back and join us for a fun-filled hour. Hi Joe, welcome to episode number 11. Can you believe it? it it's, it's going so fast. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? We're 11 in and some great guests already and some even more wonderful guests lined up in the future too. Absolutely. And of course, we've recorded, we've been recording all of these in quite a concentrated um, time frame. So we're not 11 weeks in as we record it, but by the time this one goes out, it will be 11 weeks from the launch. So it's probably sometime in July, I would imagine. Uh, and we're here at the uh, middle of May at the moment. So um, it's it's been great fun and a steep learning curve. As we keep saying, so I think we should stop saying that because we've kind of got our process yeah. mapped out now, haven't we? We, we yeah. know exactly how we're going to uh, approach each of these episodes the before the during and the after bits so we, we, we're kind of getting on well with that so outside of all of that podcast stuff that we've both been working on almost to the exclusion of anything else for the last week or so what else have you been up to joe at the moment well uh, happily i have been able to get into my favorite open space 40 hectares of nature forest heathland um it's been great to see how nature is blossoming and and the the spring flowers are out the bluebells the the speedwells um my dog has been loving it because she's been able to get out and have a really good run instead of a 30 minute on the lead or just a quick chase with the ball at very random times of the day because obviously we're still in um, sort of isolation and social distancing. So that has been absolutely joyful. And I I found it such a boost to my mood after this lockdown period. How how has it been for you? Well, here in Israel, um, nearly all restrictions have been lifted. So everything is more or less open. The schools are starting to go back over the next uh, few days. Uh, probably by the end of next week. Um, although my kids haven't sent their kids to school, my children who live here haven't sent their children to school this week. They, they're a bit worried, want to make sure that it's safe for them all to go back. Yeah. So I've actually been to the shopping mall. Um, I'd bought an external hard drive while we were in lockdown. And when I plugged it into my laptop, it didn't work. So I plugged it into my other laptop because I'm greedy and have more than one. And uh, it didn't work on that one either. So then I plugged it into my husband's laptop and it didn't work on his either. It just wasn't being recognized. So I actually took it back. The malls opened on Thursday. Today is Tuesday? Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, yes, and we lose track. Um, So on on Friday, I... um, I went to the mall and uh, no, I went to have a look, but I'd forgotten to take it with me. So I ended up having to go back yesterday. So I went back yesterday. So I've been to the mall twice. Um, interesting to see a lot of the shops are open. Some are still closed. Uh, most people wearing masks because we have to wear masks when we go out. Uh, and I got my new hard drive. So they changed it for me, which was great. And then um, I've been able to go for proper walks because I don't know if you remember, we had this 100 meter rule, yeah. which then became 500 meters where that's, that's how far we could go outside our, where we live. So now I can walk along the promenade. We live by the sea and have this fabulous sea view. And it really um, does lift your mood to go out and walk along. And also the weather is turning really nice now. It's, it's not too hot yet. Um, so I'm, I'm going out and, and I'm spurred on to go for those walks because I've put a little bit of weight on over the last period and uh, I'm sure I'm not alone, but, um, it's very frustrating. So I'm, you know, for me, the missing piece, cause I eat sensibly is exercise. Yeah. So my walks are in there. So I, I was out this morning about quarter to seven. I did mm-hmm. a good, um, 
close to an hour's walk. So that's my plan going forward to carry on with that. Um, but I actually meant to say you you are I, when you said about going being able to get out with Mabel for your walks. Mabel or Martha? Martha. Martha. Um, Mabel was um, Kathy Salisbury's dog. Wasn't That's she? correct. Yes. Well, well, both begin with M, and they're both border collies, so <laughs> that's my excuse. So <laughs> being able to get out with Martha and, and how Martha was finding it beneficial on you, and you actually do. You look you look better for yeah. being able to get out. It, um, it 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 makes such a difference. It's you, you don't realise how mu how important or how much importance you place on the very simple things um, in life. And for me, being able to go alone with the dog, it, it's quiet time. I run a busy home with family, like a lot of us, and that just quiet hours walking the in the fresh air is absolutely brilliant and great for you know, my mental and physical well-being. Um, and I'm looking forward to um, the time when we can all start thinking about booking holidays and uh, that sort of thing. I'm, I'm sure you've got uh, some plans of uh, far-flung destinations that you'd like to think of later in the year. Yes, we have two grandchildren on the way, one in the UK and one in New York, one in America. Um, and at the moment, I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to wait and see a bit what the situation is, because here it's quite, here the, the flights are not, are not really available yet. Uh, they will be, I'm sure, in the next however long. And it could be that if we do decide to go, when we come back, we'll have to go into quarantine for two weeks as we come back, because that was the case before. So we'll see. But talking about booking holidays leads us really nicely into introducing today's guest. Today's guest is Jules Taylor of TaylorMade PA. Um, I've known Jules via online for a little while and um, we've, we've become friends. And yeah. she's helped me out with a couple of things. I did a webinar and she managed the chat and did stuff for me, which was really kind of her. And she's taken a couple of my courses. So it's really nice to be able to chat to her and to let our listeners know that um, a VA, a virtual assistant, can do many different kinds of Absolutely. work. So that leads us nicely into welcoming our guest today, Jules Taylor, who is a travel VA. And uh, we're going to ask her lots of questions about why she became a VA, why she's a travel VA, and if that's all she does. And I'm sure, Joe, that you've got loads of questions that you want to ask too. Oh, absolutely. I love traveling. So I'm eager to hear what Jules has got to tell us. Okay, well, let's let her in then. That was much better. Yeah. Welcome, Jules, to Virtually Amazing, the podcast. We were just talking before that this is going to be episode number 11, and we can't quite believe we've got that many under our belt so far. But we are recording them, this batch, actually, in a very concentrated um, time frame. But we are delighted to have you with us and we want to talk to you about all things about why you became a VA, what you love about it and what your specialism is um, and between us we've got some questions for you so uh, if you want to just kick off and, and tell us um, who you are and, and what you do and, and what made you jump ship and become your own boss? Yeah so I had been working in London as a corporate PA for the previous 12 years um, and I guess had become a bit disillusioned about um, the lack of development opportunities for a PA within the corporate world. Um, I'd had funding declined for a course that my line manager, who I adored, um, and my mentor within learning and development had approved. Mm. And I guess I was just a bit disillusioned and I happened to go to the office show in 2018 um, in the snow, um, I'd been, I'd actually won some free courses, which is the reason I'd persevered and gone. I'd, um, been given one of those sort of day pass of courses. So I'd gone for that reason. And I bumped into Claire Grace, who was managing the VIP VA stand that day. And we got talking, um, I'd heard about VAs in the past and always kind of discarded it as a financial risk I couldn't afford to take. Um, 
and then I don't know I was just I think perhaps there's something about being in your 40s rather than your 30s that makes you a bit braver and I think I was just so inspired after talking to Claire that literally within 24 hours I had a domain name um I started to look into it a bit more I then signed up for the um VIPVA nurture program and decided to kind of go into it properly and look at what was there and obviously GDPR was just about to launch so I then kind of looked I'd signed up with Annabelle Kay and did her GDPR training um and on the back of that um took it quite slow in how I sort of did it did my website myself using a builder and then actually I got headhunted um on LinkedIn and took another job I think that was my way of saying look am I just fed up with what I've been doing? I've been in the same job in effect for nine years. Um, Was I just disillusioned because of the lack of development or did I really want to go for it? And was this something I really wanted to do? And it became apparent quite quickly in the new job that actually, no, I I did just want to give it a go and go it it alone, I guess is the... um, So I took that leap of faith last April, resigned from my job. which I was really well paid for, but I just, yeah. So I've been doing this a year, a year, what, a year and two weeks, I guess. Wow. So yeah. So I sort of celebrated um, my year, my year in business by relaunching my website on WordPress and just looking at just moving things forward now. Fab, fab. So how do you find that kind of now being your own boss, working, going, use, use the words, go it alone. So how do you find now working alone as opposed to working as a PA as part of a team? Yeah, I think I've always had multiple bosses. So I think to a certain degree you are working because you're not working one-to-one with someone, Mm -hmm. you are very much kind of managing yourself anyway because you're juggling the demands of three different, I mean, I think I had varied between two and four, but I think towards the end I had three for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're used to juggling the demand so you actually you're in a way working for yourself and managing yourself anyway um, as much as we had a team of PAs that's one of the things I guess one of the companies I worked for we, we were quite critical of even as ourselves as PAs is we all worked very much in silos mm-hmm. um, so I think actually from that point of view not as lot has changed whereas I jugged multiple bosses within one organization I'm now just juggling multiple clients um in a different way so i think actually from that point of view always working from multiple bosses actually has really benefited me yeah Yeah. joe have you got any questions um yeah i I just wonder how jules as a very competent pa working in that um high-powered sort of environment how did you come to choose your um niche because i know that you offer some very niche services yeah it it, i think it's split really i see myself as a as a virtual assistant i see myself very much in that traditional pa mold because that's my background um when i'm looking to work with people i want to work with people that i would offer traditional pa services to which is for me sadly I love diary management. I love organising people's calendars. Um, I mean, a a lovely colour-coded diary makes my heart happy. Um, I did did have a boss that once said to me, you know I don't take any notice of the colours right. And I was like, it's not for you, it's for me. Um, So for me, that's, I get pleasure from knowing it's organised. And then, obviously, we're going to talk about the travel side. That was kind of... That was my early, let me go back, I guess. My first career was as a travel agent. Um, One thing I noticed when I was doing all my research into becoming a virtual assistant, and I did a lot of looking at other people's websites and um, looking at a lot of different um, research that was out there using all the different hubs available. I noticed that everybody said they would research your holiday. My first reaction as an ex-travel agent said, why would you pay someone to research your holiday? Why wouldn't you just ring a travel agent? Which kind of then made me think, well, hang on a second. I've got something here. I've been a travel agent. 
I could really, I, and don't get me wrong, I've got friends that um, still work on the high street. I've got friends that are um, travel counsellors. So there was lots of opportunity where I could have done the same and done the research and rung one of my friends and got them to book it. Or probably just rung one of my friends to get them to do the research and book it, if I'm really honest. Um, but I thought, well, hang on a second, there's something here. And I don't get me wrong, I hadn't been a travel agent for 15 years. So I did a bit of research. I mean, it was something I, I loved to travel myself, stemming from being a travel agent. So it was something that I've always kind of stayed in with, and I say I've still got friends. Um, so I just looked at opportunities where actually it gave me that added edge. I could research it, but actually I can book it as well. But it also gives me that way of offering a service that perhaps, and I know there are a few out there, but there's not many people that offer that ability to be able to book the travel as well. Um, but it also gives um, the flexibility that I can I can research it and check it as a travel agent or I can research it and check it as a VA because things like low cost flights would be um, a booking fee would apply because obviously it's not like schedule flights you don't get commission or anything like that but when you book schedule when you book low cost flights so I have that ability where I can do that as a VA because I can charge my time, which is a lot less than doing it as a travel agent where I'd have to apply a booking fee mm. to every single flight. So it, get, it gives me that sort of flexibility, whereas I can be a VA or a travel agent. Um, some clients, obviously, I work with, I just, it, they literally contact me because they want a travel agent. Um, I, some clients will contact me because they want a VA that perhaps knows a bit more about travel. Um, so it gives me that flexibility and something a bit as you say something a bit different yeah and I I never thought I'd have the opportunity to go back to travel I mean I'll be honest I left travel because um at the time I didn't want to work seven days a week which I was doing and to be fair the money's not great um I was I was in my sort of like coming up to my late 20s I suppose when I left retail travel and I went into business development within travel initially um and I wanted to earn more money I wanted more flexibility with with my life, I guess, then. Um, so I never thought really I'd have the opportunity to go back to travel. So it's actually been lovely in the fact that I've been able to pick it back up. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's been really interesting, actually, because so much of travel has moved on. We didn't use the internet when I left. I left travel, retail travel in 2002. And mm. actually, we didn't really use the internet in 2002 yeah. in the travel industry. Um, the systems were all on uh, view data still. I mean, I can remember September, um, September the 11th was kind of the big crisis just before I left. Um, I was ringing home to my stepfather to get updates. I wasn't looking on the internet. Yeah. We, were, we were all ringing people at home to get updates yes. because yeah. we, we didn't use the, we, we had the internet in those days and it was starting to um, come through. So things like that has really moved on. And obviously you've got the, the rise in people going, I found this cheap bucket thing um but actually there were so many things that haven't changed um some of the systems literally are the same system that i used in 2002 that was a bit like wow hang on a second um systems without where you can't use a mouse i'm a bit like um how does this work um and it is so there's things that i mean there's a couple of the um sales reps that literally the same ones from when i left in 2002 it's been like wow okay so it's been been a bit like a time warp in a way but I've loved it I love going back to travel um I'm quite I mean a lot of people said to me well is that if that's your passion should you do that not be a VA should that but actually I wanted that balance between the two and to me the travel side was meant to be an a value-added service to my VA business and believe me right now I'm glad I did it that way um, <laughs> I, I wanted to jump in and ask you a question there. So it's you say you went back to travel and you are a proper travel agent, which yeah. means you're registered and qualified, whatever that means. Yeah, which I am anyway. Yeah. It's just I'm not full time, I guess. Yeah. So did you have to do anything to re-register or re-qualify or re-renew that side of it so people knew you were a real travel agent? No, I, I am... So I work in partnership with a high street travel agent. Right. Okay. Um, and so th- through them, they registered me with APTA. Um, I did, don't get me wrong. I did speak to a couple of organizations um, before I, I went to, I signed up with who I'm with. 
and they did say because I'd been out of travel for over two years um I had to join their training academy one of which wanted to charge me 10 grand wow. <laughs> I was like didn't pay that to travel train to be a travel agent the first when I think god I was 17 the first time I was let loose in a travel agency I was a college student I was offered I was offered the opportunity now I'm going to show my age a bit here I was working um when I was at school I worked for WH Smith now for those of you old enough to remember back in the 80s and the very early very early 90s WH Smith had a travel agency that's right yeah and most people don't remember but I was working at WH Smith I'd done one of my elements on my leisure management course was travel so I got to know the travel staff within our implant very well because they'd helped me with my homework um I'd stolen their brochures so I got to know them quite well over that course that sort of year and um they were about they were going through the process of the management of the buyout where they didn't know if they were staying open or closing so they needed some help um staffing wise and I'd just broken up from college and they came to me and said look we're really desperate for staff we can't employ we don't know what's going on we could be closed by the end of the summer um, we really need some help we've spoken to the manager and we understand that they're not offering the part-time staff extra hours over the summer would you come and work for us um i was like oh okay for me it was summer holiday pocket money in a way um so i went and became a travel agent for the summer um so literally i was 17 i'd never i wanted to teach horse riding um, that was my goal at the time. So for me, going in at 17, no experience. And then I went back and did my final, they did close down. So I went back and did my final year of college, managed to get the college to um, drop one, one of my stuff. They just, funny enough, the college that year had just launched a travel course. So they managed to drop one of my subjects off my leisure management course and give me an extra travel course. Um, subject which I had to do one-to-one -one with the tutor because it was the only way of fitting it into my itinerary um, and then at the end of that I, I, when I when I left college I became a travel agent but so literally it was just so and I walked in so even then I was only I was just before my 18th birthday I walked in to be a travel agent full-time so I didn't pay to train in effect the first time round. so being told I was gonna have to pay 10 grand to no. <laughs> I was a bit like no so um, a massive a massive amount of money yeah it? and I just think I was just a bit like wow um and don't get me wrong I think there's an awful lot of I need to be careful what I'm saying here probably <laughs> there is a company out there that advertises frequently saying anybody can become a travel agent um and yeah I guess you can but you've got to do it the right way um and I would say to anybody, if you want to become a travel agent, train. You can't just become a travel agent overnight. You need to understand the principles. And that's the thing. The principles haven't changed. Um, and I think that's really important. because, it's, And I think times like this mm. is where a good quality travel agent that knows what they're talking about, that knows what they're doing, that has the right resource behind them, is so important. Jules, I wanted to ask, have you found there's been much change in the regulatory or control scenario within the travel agency's business from when you started, took that break and then returned back to it? Then, no, there wasn't. I think things haven't really changed a great deal. I think they're now trying to change things because no one's seen a pandemic like this. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I mentioned earlier about September the 11th and I thought at the time that was the worst thing I'd ever go through in travel. But when I look back and compare it to now, mm -hmm. um, with hindsight, it was a few, it, 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 the, the major impact was a few days. Obviously mm -hmm. the, the ongoing impact to America, people were more cautious to travel. The Americans were more cautious to let you in, but actually the big impact was a few days okay we suffered it was quieter and we did um so we had all our staff I mean, it was coming up to christmas which was always a quiet time for travel anyway we had all our staff on um reduced hours reduced wages and then we made them in, in january basically which is our busy time and it did then pick up do six days a week for no extra money um and it was awful i mean 
it was the, it was the catalyst of me leaving retail travel I'd done it for 10 years um the freedom of not having my weekends off was getting to me anyway and it was just so tough we we'd put the staff through as say four days a week six days a week we put them through financial strain and then it was announced our big boss had received a £236,000 bonus. Um, yeah, I had the travel press thrown up. In those days, we had we had the newspaper as opposed to a, yeah. the internet. And some one of my members of staff, as I walked through the door to start my shift, just threw the paper at my head and just said, justify that one to me. Um, because as a part of the management team, I'd been stood up in our branch and we'd been the ones telling staff they're going to have to do these four days a week. We were telling the staff they were going to have to do six days a week. We were telling them they would have to have pay cuts. Um, it was just, I mean, I, myself, I took a part-time job that, 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 win, that Christmas. I worked in New Look um, as a Christmas temp for six weeks to get my sort of salary back up um, to what I needed to earn because that was the only way I'd had to justify it to my team so I couldn't then make too much of a, that was, I couldn't make too much of a fuss about it because I'd been telling my team it's what we've got to do to survive. So the way I got around it was I took a Christmas temp job in New Look and I managed to, my boss knew the situation and I just managed to juggle my hours and ran from one place to another some days. Wow. It, but that all helps, doesn't it? It all helps and prepares you for what comes later on. and makes Absolutely. You Absolutely. Sometimes I forget I did that. Every now and then it, I, I get this reminder. But um, yeah, so yeah, I did six weeks for New Look. Yeah, it, gives you, it helps build that resilience. So when something yeah. like this happens, you can, you know that you've faced difficult times before and you've come through them. So you Absolutely. Absolutely. The traveling, one thing I learned in the travel industry is it's no matter what the financial crisis is, no matter what the, the situation is, people will always want to travel. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, there's going to be, at the moment, with something like this, people are going to be, you're going to get those that are really concerned about what the impact could be, and we don't know what that will be long term. But people, no matter how little money they've got, they will always find the time to, to take a holiday. Whether they would have normally had two weeks in the Caribbean, and then they'll now do two weeks in Europe, or something, is no matter what the financial crisis is, people always seem to need the holiday and that's the one thing they they very rarely give up yeah so the industry i think this year is going to be really slow i don't think there'll be any movement till july at the earliest um i think personally would i probably wouldn't take a booking a new booking i've got people due to travel in the end of july and i'm hoping they get to travel um i wouldn't take any new bookings now ideally for, till 2021 or certainly not before not before sort of September. That's oh, really interesting. Um, I had a question I wanted to ask about that. Yes, I wanted to, to go into the business side of things because, uh, you know, you're, you're a VA, uh, a, a travel VA, and you work with businesses. So uh, one of the things that this pandemic has caused is a complete halt to business travel. And I think businesses are also now realizing that so much of what they deemed necessary travel actually isn't necessary anymore. Yeah. So with tools like we're using Zoom or my Microsoft Teams or whatever it is, there are so many web conferencing tools out there. You've got WebEx, you've got Adobe, you've got GoToMeeting, you've got GoToWebinar, you've got EasyWebinar, you've got a hundred others all different ones. So it's almost as if those face-to-face -face training sessions, meetings, conferences almost don't need to happen. Um, what do you think the impact's going to be on the business travel side of things? That's a question, I know. Yeah, it's quite interesting actually. I was on a, um, a networking meeting last week, an online networking meeting, and the guest speaker was someone from American Airlines. Ooh. And he was asked that very same question. And um, I think you will have companies that will re definitely reduce their business travel. Um, I think a lot of meetings that were almost done as a jolly will mm. be reduced and moved online. I think there will always be the need for business travel. I think, I think there's a lot of conferences that you need to be in person, you need to network, you need to... Um, and I think there's a lot of big conferences out there that 
will stay in person therefore people will travel and i think there's always um if you're negotiating contracts i think there's always gonna be the need to meet in person to talk it through to um build that relationship i think whether i think i think even in the uk i think there's a lot of i think companies will perhaps look to maybe have one big in-person conference and then the smaller ones or the regional one i think that that's the sort of thing that will perhaps move online I think there will be a reduction in business travel and I think we will see a reduction in travel I think generally I think for probably a couple of years yeah um but I think it will bounce back but I do think as you say the business conferences and things like that I think there could be a change but they'll definitely still carry on I think there'll just be perhaps less of them well that's that's good to know because I love going to the PA the PA show and um I, it, yeah things like you couldn't i just don't think you could do things like that no on, completely online you could do the speaker sessions um but you could you wouldn't get the networking and no certainly this year when i was there in february the networking was incredibly valuable to me it was almost it was more valuable to me than the speaking bit that i did mm. um from that perspective so i'm 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 pleased that you think those things will come back i think for me look at the look at the pa show i would never i wouldn't be here today yeah had i not have gone in the snow in 2018 yeah. that was I wasn't looking to do it. It wasn't something I was researching at the time. It was something, I mean, I, I say, I'm, I, my friend mentioned it to me and I think it must have been, I don't even think, I think it's got to be over 10 years ago where she'd, I think she'd first heard about mm. it. And she, I can remember her saying to me, we would be amazing. I think she was looking more at the lifestyle side of it. Yeah. I think, I think I was temping as a PA at the time. So I think between that and we'd worked together in business development, um, we did a lot with football together. And I think she said to me, God, you and I should do something like that. We'd be amazing together doing it. And I think at the time I was like, oh, I was probably in my, I was probably in my very early 30s, probably just turned 30. Single girl, large mortgage, ooh, couldn't possibly do something like that. Um, but at 45, still single, still large mortgage, it didn't occur to me not to. Um, I think it's just that very different mindset. Yeah, if not now, when? Yeah, and that was my thing, is I'd realised how quickly I was approaching, so 2018, I guess I was approaching 45. Um, <laughs> and I'd realised how quick, I realised how quickly 30 to 45 had gone. Yeah. I, it seemed to have gone into the blink of an eye. And I suddenly, it made me think, actually, if that had gone as quickly as that, 45 to 60 was going to go just as quickly. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Did I want to be commuting at 60? Did I want to be doing that long sort of, do you know I mean, that morning commute in, the long day in London, the commute home? Um, and the answer was, no, I didn't think I did. Yeah. And I figured it was better to, to take the risk now and try and get myself established than try, I thought, than trying to set it up at 55 when 60 was fast approaching. And I was thinking, oh God, um, the reality is I'm going to have to work to pay my mortgage off until I'm probably 67. Mm. I'd much rather be doing it at home, choosing what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it, than trying to do it later. So what's, the, what's your favourite part of being a VA? What's the bit you enjoy the most? I think listeners would really like to know. What is it that you enjoy doing the most? Making a difference, I think. Getting, getting someone organised, knowing you're helping them um, to do the best that they can do by doing the best that you can do to help them be the best, if that makes sense. Totally and, I love, and I love the variety. Um, I do love the fact that I've got that ability now to do the travel, do the VA. Um, I think there was, I can always remember talking to someone about it a while back, sort of saying, I think in one day I'd been doing um some internet research for someone else for, for one client i've been booking i booked a holiday for someone else um i've been organized trying to organize a christmas party for another client um and i'd um i'd done some diary management for another client so it was that just complete variety in the fact that you're not just thinking oh, this is so monotonous i'm doing the same thing day in day out it is that variety yeah. Joe, have you got any last questions for Jules and then we'll we'll, we'll... No, I I mean it, 
I know what Jules is saying about that that whole age thing. Um, you know, it it does feel like it's now or never, and um, you know, just getting out there and doing and it's taking, it. And... It's taking that risk. If I if I took the risk at forty, if I took the risk at fifty five, and it didn't work, I know it sounds. I don't want to sound negative. It would be hard for me to get a job. Yeah, totally. Totally get that. Whereas if I, in the next two years, decide this just isn't working, I'm not earning enough, I'm young enough, don't feel it some days. But do, do you know what I mean? Being under 50, I'd feel much more confident going out there and getting a job. Yes. Then I think trying to sort of say at 55, I don't want to be commuting for the next, um, at that point, another still another 12 years. Right, I need to do it now. And then at 50 giving it a couple of years, getting to 57 and saying, this isn't working, I'm not earning enough, still got a mortgage to pay, now I need to go and get another job and I'm 57. Mm. So, yeah, it was it was looking at it from that point. And there's something about being mid-40s that I probably should be more worried about the finances and that, and I just don't worry about it enough, probably. No, I think it's that resilience factor of what you've been through in your life up to now, that you know this too shall pass, whatever this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you will come out the other side and you will make it happen. And you've, you've had that experience of working two jobs to make it happen. And, yeah. you know, if you had to take a part-time job... Which I, I do have, actually. You could. Oh, you do? Right, okay. Uh, yeah, I have worked part of... Again, as I say, not the best career choices recently. Um, I've worked part-time at a football club for the last 12 years. From when I was, I worked in football full-time for a little while. Um, and then when I was temping as a PA, before I took the full-time contract, um, I, got off, I, I got offered a job in football working in a ticket office, part-time, just match days. So I do that, as I've done, as I say, I've done that for 12 years. We do that as well. But of course, we're not there either at the moment. Um, <laughs> not booking travel, not going to football. Um, so yeah, so that's it. I do have that. So I do have the VA, I have the travel, and actually I do have my little part-time job in football. I have a portfolio career. It's yeah, it's just at the moment they're all affected by coronavirus. Well, I think that's, that's the case for, for many, many men. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. I've, as I say, I think that goes back to what I said earlier. I've seen the impact of 7-9-11. I've seen the impact of foot and mouth, SARS, MERS, um, avian flu, bird flu. I can always remember going to Australia. And I think this is why when it, this all first kicked off, I was a bit like, this will be fine. It'll just, people will carry moving. I never, I never dreamt in a million years we'd be in lockdown worldwide like we are. I mean, I can remember going to, I flew to Australia on a fam trip um, during foot and mouth, which would have been the early part of 2000 too just before I left travel retail tra or retail travel and um one of the questions they asked you as you came into Australia the Australians have always been quite strict with things like this was have you come from a metropolis or from the countryside um metropolis I was fine off I went the girl behind me from that was on our fam trip said oh I come from the countryside big mistake oh she, we all, we were all waiting outside of the airport for her. And she got, she, we don't know what we didn't at the time know what is she doing. But anyway, she came out dragging her suitcase, clutching her shoes. They'd basically, when she'd said she lived in the countryside, opened her suitcase, taken the shoes off her feet, taken every pair of shoes out of her or footwear out of her suitcase. We basically sheep dipped them into this disinfectant thing and then handed them back to her. So she literally came out carrying these sopping wet shoes, oh, none of which she could put on her feet. Oh, wow. Um, just like, what am I going to do? Um, she literally had nothing to put on her feet because they literally sheep dipped her every single pair of shoes she had because that was their way of in trying to control foot and mouth mm. um, was by disinfecting everybody's shoes. <laughs> so, thank God I came from a city. Um, so yeah, so there's always been an impact to travel and, and I guess I just expected something like that, not this. Mm. Well, it's been fascinating and, and I've, loved learning, I've loved learning more about you and we've chatted before and you've helped me out a bit. Yeah. We was, I can't remember what we were doing, but you were in, was it, were you in, you were in Canada? Yes. 
you were in Canada. We had a chat over over Teams or something on, in in Canada. I think it was. Yeah, it was. It was last um last, year. Like, last June. Yeah, yeah. Last so um, so we've been in touch quite a bit, and it's lovely to get to know you know more about your business. And I'm sure that the VAs listening will be really fascinated as well at Absolutely. the range of things that you can do. Yeah, and that's something I wanted sort of what I, I'm looking to do once we there's no point doing anything now once we once the travel industry is back open and back running. Um, I do want to try and launch something to um, assist the VAs with with clients travel um, more probably on the holiday side um, but there is opportunity there for me to help them out probably probably as an associate on the on the on the business side um, but looking to perhaps do some incentives that if they pass bookings to me etc on the travel side that I can help them out and things like that so now there's, I yeah. think, I'm sure they'll be taking it taking you up on that yes we just need to be able to get somewhere exactly so listeners thank you for joining us thank you very much jules all jules contact details will be on the web page as it's now week 11 so you should be kind of used to the drill now and uh and we're gonna we're gonna say thank you very much to jules for coming thank you for having me you're very welcome and we'll we'll see you online somewhere soon no doubt so joe we just spent some time talking there with jules Taylor of TaylorMade PA, and I found it quite interesting to hear of the different range of services that Jules offers. And uh, what, what did you take away from that? I think it's it's really interesting to hear about different VAs and the type of services, and how Jules is able to blend lots of different experience from her previous working life her love of sports her love of travel her experience as a travel agent and her love of a color-coded diary and blend them into a business that she's now making a success of yeah i, I think that's fascinating and i've remembered uh, when she first started out and she wasn't posting as taylor made pa she was kind of lurking in the groups and things as she got all her foundations right um, until she was ready to take that jump, quit the job and launch properly. And yeah. I, was, I was certainly very impressed, very, very impressed by, by that. And actually, in our first interview, when we talked about Amanda, she talked about do your research. And that's yes. what I kind of took out of that. It's, it's, uh, Jules talked a lot about the amount of research she did before she took the leap or before she decided yeah. her, her direction of travel. Yeah, that word again. Yeah. So uh, that travel word and, uh, and the fact that she can help other VAs booking travel for their clients, which must be, you know, quite a, it's, it's quite a specialised uh, thing. I know I end up down a rabbit hole if I'm ever looking at, at travel options and it does my head in after a while, which is why I leave it yeah. to do that because he's the sort <laughs> that he's really good at. But bookings, that, that takes me into talking about our app or tip or topic or tool of the week uh, and if we're talking about bookings we want to talk this week um, about what kind of systems do we use to book our appointments so of course we all use well most of us use either Outlook or G Suite and we can invite individuals to meetings through our calendars so in Outlook you'd have a meeting invite the same thing in G Suite or Google, even in Google Mail and we can invite people to meetings like that. But what about where you need to have um, or offer an option to a client to book a call with you, which is either a charged call, if for me it might be training, or it might be a discovery call where there'd be no fee attached. So, so how, how, how do we do that and what kind of software systems do we use for that? So Joe, let's kick off with what do you use um, to, to, to get your clients to book time with you? Um, uh, I am trialing Microsoft bookings at the moment. Um, over my years as a VA, I have tried out a range of tools, Calendly, Acuity Schedule, 10 to 8 is one that I quite like. I use that with a specific client, um, that I, I work with. Um, I like Microsoft Bookings, it integrates with everything, but I find it just not quite 
you know, not quite there in terms of the functionality compared with those dedicated tools. So at the moment, while I'm trialing it, I don't know whether I will actually love it in its current format. How about you, Shelley? Well, as you know, I am a Microsoft gal. I am an Office 365 lover. I really do love all the packages there. Uh, and I was very excited when they launched Bookings, which is probably about a couple of years ago now. Yeah. And I did use it for a while. Um, but like you say, I have also found it's not quite got all the functionality that, that I want. And, uh, and so I've, uh, I use something else, which I'll talk about in a minute. But the other thing about bookings that, uh, that the one, one of the things that kind of made me start to think about not using it was that when it first launched, you could add a book me button to your Facebook page and yeah. connect Microsoft um, bookings to Facebook. And they removed that option about six, eight months ago. They kind of discontinued that. They, they took away that integration. Um, so I can't connect it. So I decided just not to use it anymore. But I also, around that time, got the opportunity through my love of AppSumo, which I've talked about before, um, to jump on Book Like a Bus, Book Like a Bus, Book Like a Boss, um, which is an online platform. And I got in a, a lifetime deal um, at their startup rate, which I don't know, like $49 or something. So it was almost a kind of, well, all I've lost is $49 if I don't like it. And I actually really like it. So what it does for me is it integrates with my Outlook. It integrates with Office 365. So that's the first thing. Any appointments that get booked through Book Like a Boss filter through into my Outlook calendar, which, which I love, which all of those that you've mentioned do the same thing. Yes. It also gives me the ability to build landing pages. So um, any of our podcast guests will have been sent a link to what looks like a very nice website. Uh, it's all branded like Tomorrow's VA, and it's got the calendar there where I can set my availability for that purpose. So we've decided what days we're available to interview people, and those are the only days that are available in that calendar. The second part of it is it integrates with Zoom. So when one of our guests books an appointment through that link, it creates a Zoom meeting for me and puts it straight in my calendar. It sends me an email telling me I've got a new meeting. It sends, sets up the Zoom meeting in my calendar and it emails the guest uh, a confirmation and all the Zoom bits that you would expect to receive. And all of that is really good. The cherry on the cake is I can create services as well. So a service is something that's paid for so, for example, if you wanted to book a one-to-one -one training session with me, I have a service package, is what Book Like a Boss calls it, um, called, I, know, I can't remember exactly what I called it, I should have looked it up before we came on, shouldn't I? Never mind. Um, you can book a session with me, and you can pay for that. And not only can you book it, it goes in the calendar, it will also take the money. So it will pay me through that. So I, for, for me, it does... Um, it takes the payment, it books everything in my calendar, and it's, it's kind of seamless. Uh, and and I, I'm really enjoying using it. And I've embedded it on the website. So if you went to Tomorrow's VA and you went to work with me one-to-one, -one, you would see there a link to the Book Like a Boss calendar, which would allow yeah. you to book either a service or a discovery call with me, which I think is pretty cool. So that's what I use. Um, but I know uh, Acuity is the one that I hear the most, and Calendly, that's the other one. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. One I use is, is Book Like a Boss. So that's what we use. So that's our tool of the week this week, Book Like a Boss, uh, or Microsoft Bookings. And um, if you're a new person just starting out and you've got Office 365 business account, then do use Microsoft Bookings because it's definitely got enough in there as a startup, as a starter package, um, when you don't need to be spending extra money because all of the other packages will charge a monthly fee and they might give you a free trial. And at the beginning, when you're not that busy, a free trial is almost wasted until yes. you get busier. So I would use Microsoft Bookings to begin with, um, and you can always graduate later. And you never know, they may bring in some added functionality to it further down the line. 
So have you got any, anything else you want to tell our listeners this week, Joe? No, not at all. It, it's been a jam-packed week and um, I'm looking forward to uh, the rest of the week. Uh, sort of quite quiet for the rest of this week. We, we, we've seemed to have kind of come to a, a natural break in our recordings and I think our next one is Friday uh this week is it thursday or friday this week tomorrow. or even next week it's tomorrow oh and next tomorrow week, tomorrow we, we're, we're interviewing somebody tomorrow afternoon well and, I, then we I, have one, and then we have one more next week uh oh, yeah I, I could have sworn it was later in the week but never mind that's my I'm my calendar just before i'm going to i think uh, we were talking just before we came on air about what we were going to do the rest of the day uh, and I was saying that I think I'm actually, I might actually give myself the afternoon off. It's been the last couple of weeks while we've got all of these episodes yeah. recorded have been really been full on. on, really, really full on. And, uh, and I think I'm going to uh, go for a nice walk as the weather is not too hot yet uh, to do that. So I think that's what I'm going to do this afternoon. So I, I think that's a lesson for us all who work virtually and remotely and it's the flexibility of working as and when. Yeah, and uh, you know, the, I'm my own worst boss sometimes. Um, and that kind of, I should do this or I need to do that. But the reason that we chose this way of life is so that we can take the hour out if we need to or want, just want to for it. Yes. That matter. So I'm going to love you and leave you for this week's yes. episode, Joe. It's been a cracking episode again. Yes. And listeners, remember, you can get in touch. We, we, we are starting to think about our next lineup, our next season, if you like, of guest interviews. And if you'd love to be featured on the podcast like Jules was today, please do get in touch and let us know. Let us know what you do, what kind of services you offer, uh, and tell us why you think it will be interesting for our listeners to hear about you and from you. And you can get in touch with us on the website or email shelley at tomorrowsva.com or joe at jlbsupportsolutions.co.uk. And, uh, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. You've been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We look forward to seeing you or hearing you or you hearing us in the next episode, which is coming very soon.